One time on Sword of Symphonies, our captain played an accordion number for a demon as a backing track to the story the demon was telling him. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, there was a rodeo rider on a giant eagle bird thing, and it was rad. She's going to take her jacket and try to put it over the bird's eyes, like create a blindfold. I would once again like to reiterate what could possibly go wrong. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, the crew dug up some buried treasure. No, look at this moss. It's attached to a shovel. <laughs> look, I love all three of you, but Tissa is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of Sword of Symphonies is the majesty of the spellcasting. Brilliant carnival. Starlight stars. Flying shark. Knife pain. <laughs> Fry's bolt. So if you'd like seafaring adventure, a lot of game design talk, music written in-house, and a lot of whatever that was just now, join us every week on Sword of Symphonies. Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter at CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, all you true believers. We have a brand new season of Control Group for you here. This season, we're trying out the system entitled Brawl by Carl Caleb. This season, we're taking you to Titans Academy. We're doing Teen Titans, baby. Let's go. I am your narrator and will be most of your villains. We'll see how the season goes, Dennis Veray. And with me, I've got some players and their heroes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, you don't, Dennis. You're just talking to yourself. It's <laughs> just me this season. Nobody <laughs> wants to go first. I can't Fever believe dream. it. He's finally cracked. <laughs> hey, I'm Marcus, and I'm playing Prince Tan. The mascot is my playbook. 
I'm Sarah, and I'm playing Winter Gordon Grayson, also known as Kestrel. I will be using the Reluctant playbook. I'm Logan. Uh, I'm playing Kid Miracle. Uh, I'm I'm going with the Arc Arch playbook. <laughs> I'm Nick. Uh, I'm playing Hellhound, or Levi D, as he's known to his friends. Uh, and I am playing the Paragon playbook. Brawl, like most of our systems, is your typical PBTA 2D6 hack. Essentially, I was looking for something that wasn't masks, uh, because everyone who listens to the show has either already fucking heard of masks or pl- is playing mask in an actual play right now. Um, so I was just like, we don't need to test masks, really. And then I was contacted by Carl via our website. They signed up to our Patreon. They oh, wanted shit. us to test our system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is actually one of our, the first times we have tested a system that is not completed, that is not our own system from our own players. Woo! Thanks, Carl. Woo, let's go. Yes! (laughs) So the system is used to emulate the epic struggle between heroes and villains. Typically in this system, you would be able to play as a team of heroes and villains, or either or, depending on your players. This time, I'm kind of stripping that down, and we're going to start with heroes, and then we'll see how the season goes and see if anyone turns villain uh, after the events as things go down. Heel turns in my superheroes. Wow. <laughs> Heel turns exactly. <laughs> Logan's on it because he knows I'm. I'm actually doing this a lot like the wrestling. One. <laughs> <laughs> go listen to NWL after you listen to this. Yeah, go listen to NWL. It has a lot of the same features. Oh yeah. <laughs> this system has a fun, unique combat system mentored within the Doom Clock, where I, the narrator, establish how many turns this battle can take place or this conflict can take place. And essentially, our players have that many turns to figure out the situation before things get that much worse, and we decide whether the heroes take it or the villains take it. We we decide who wins by setting up. Stakes. These stakes, there should be about four of them in any given combat, will be divvied down even further into assets, control, and conviction. Control is essentially the same thing as stakes. You'll have four points of control during any given combat that allow you to take over the situation as a superhero. So, for example, the tried and two tested, there's a building on fire as you're trying to battle a supervillain. That building on fire would be one point of control. The civilians in the burning building would be another point of control. And then you also having to fucking fight Lobo is a point of control there. I don't have to reveal all of the stakes and assets to you at the beginning of the battle. There's basic moves to allow you to add more into the scene as you go along. But generally, we'll have about four of them to fight over. The assets are the physical tokens of what you're fighting over. So like an ancient relic or like physically an NPC that you save. And conviction are intrinsic rewards that you get from rolling well. So while you might be doing well in battle, you may not save a civilian, but if you overcome something as a character, you'll get a point of conviction. And that'll be a separate track that you keep to yourself. All of our heroes are thrown into the midst of danger. As powerful as they are, they also have vulnerabilities. So to be able to take a special move, you also have to take a weakness. I've also upped it a little bit more for our players where they had to take a physical and a mental weakness just so I can toy around with them a little bit more. I'm releasing the the Patreon 
preview of this episode, like, right before this ep- this season will come out, so I don't have to explain a lot about the system, because um, I've already talked about it a lot in another episode. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> so essentially, we can honestly jump straight into our characters. So, now I'll have you meet the characters for this season. Let's get to know our Titans a little bit better. Um, we'll go in the order I have you guys written down. So... Sarah, yes. describe Winter for us in all her glory and then her playbook and the moves you got. Okay, so Winter Gordon Grayson is the daughter of one Dick Grayson and one Barbara Gordon. Currently, she is operating under the superhero identity of Kestrel and as a sidekick to Nightwing. However, she knows that when she is deemed ready by the Batman himself, she will have to take up the mantle of Batgirl, whether she wants to or not. I'm using the Reluctant playbook, which is sort of the playbook for people who, for characters who have a little too, too much on their hands in their civilian lives. And so for Winter, it's not so much, can she be Batgirl? It's, can she win her grandfather's approval? And so as such, uh, her emotional weakness is the expectations of the Bat family. Her moves are oops. Nice. A classic. <laughs> yeah, bring, classic. bringing it back. Where she will always gain plus one glory when you botch rolls, even if the failure had nothing to do with your vulnerabilities. So that's a nice little passive thing where if I fail rolls, I'll still get some sort of reward, which allows me to fuel my other move, Deuteragonist. Uh, you are the main, you are not the main character of this story. You cannot spend glory to steal the spotlight, but I can spend it to let teammates steal the spotlight. So, in a surprise to absolutely no one who has listened to months, who has listened to Lake Mary or Compass Rose, I am playing the support. <laughs> <laughs> My super move for this will be super movement, which allows me to show up at just the right time to do something cool. And I'll save my other vulnerability for the campaign itself. So we'll see if Winter can keep up with Bat Granddaddy's expectations. Be seeing a lot more of the Bat family when we hit episode one. But for the time being, let's move down. Logan, describe Benjamin Free for us. Uh, Benjamin Free is Kid Miracle. He is a new god. The child of Scott Free and Big Barda. Woo! Uh, yep. <laughs> He is an Adonis <laughs> of, of, of be- great, big, beautiful hunk of meat and all that sort of new god physique and strength and power. You know, like your basic, like, super strength, like your super, you know, like your super, super physiology, like durability, agility, all that, so- all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the, uh, the Arch playbook, which is very much like your, your big dog on top, like your, your person who, who are kind of like this kind of shining example, but not necessarily a team player, though, uh, as a basic move, uh, that all, um, all in this playbook get, all, all in this archetype get, 
I get star power, so I can make things harder for give myself challenges to do during an event to 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 make things harder for myself. But if I do them though, I get glory, which is cool. My my other my other abilities are that I'm going with are glory hound. Which makes it so, makes me not, uh, uh, fun to be around with teamwork events, but I get to benefit from them. And the other, uh, move I'm going with is no one behind the mask. Ben Free is Kid Miracle. Kid Miracle is Ben Free and he's a new god. So, so y'all just gotta deal with it. <laughs> Exactly. So I'll mention more about canon a little bit later, but specifically, Logan is essentially picking up a character straight out of Tom King's Mr. Miracle run, which affected me a lot while reading it. So Benjamin Free is not only a new god, he is the son of the current sitting High Father, which is (laughs) Mr. Miracle. So... Uh, he's basically Jesus Christ a little bit. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and then uh, next up, we'll hear from Prince Tandrus Marcus. Hey, so my character is the Tamaranian Prince of Tamaran. <laughs> he is the child of Dick Grayson and Starfire. Nice. Which would make him <laughs> the half brother of Winter. Uh huh. Such drama. In an encounter between Dick and Starfire, um, several years ago, their I don't even know how to describe it. Dick's genetic information was captured by the um Tamaradian birthing tank. You don't need to say any of this. <laughs> we get what you mean, you don't have to explain I'm it. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is an explicit podcast, Marcus. You can you can do whatever you want. Dick, dick, we got it. Okay, I don't know any of that. All I know is, is I spent ten years in an incubation tube, which is the the tradition of Tamaradian babies. Is usually they would spend that long in a birthing tube. I think maybe just the royal family sons, or just some sons in general. I don't know. Um, but I spent, you know. Two-thirds of my life up until this point, basically, inside of this tank, and became very well acquainted with the technology, and of course, when I got out of it, I was the prince of the planet, and uh, raised by my family, most mainly including my aunt, Commander, and uh, we have the same awesome black hair. So I have golden skin as a Tamaranian, and glowing, I guess. I don't know how something glows black, but black fiery hair and um my name is blackfire <laughs> that is my code name <laughs> and um because I, we were just saying i don't i don't know how she thought of that code name but it's 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 very original for sure very so, original <laughs> so tan is taking on the legacy and uh legacy has never been to earth i am playing the mascot playbook and Oh, should I say my vulnerabilities? Yeah, if you want to. So the way that a Tamaranian's powers work are usually when they fly, they have to think of a specific emotion, right? So they have to think of joy. And then when they, when in, in Tan's case, when he wants to focus on his technological prowess, which he's a prodigy when it comes to Tamaranian technology, which would be stuff that I don't know if I'll be able, how well I'll be able to explain on Earth because it's 
going to be totally different technology. But anyways, in order to focus and uh, invent, I guess, he needs to have full courage and determination on what he's doing. Now, like I said, I spent most of my life inside of a dark tube of technology, and uh, I don't want to go back. So dark, confined spaces had an effect on me, and I think that's probably Tan's biggest fear or phobia is claustrophobia. In terms of moves, I have... Oh, my super move is technology or gadgets, and my moves for the playbook are... Well, I naturally get get it together, which helps... I can roll rivalry... At the end of like a battle, in the aftermath, I can roll it, and then depending on what I get, I can just lower rivalries on the team. Like, I can make you guys more cordial. I don't know how the move works. I really don't know how it works to affect your guys' rivalries with each other, but it it does... Or is it with me? Is it pheromone? <laughs> yeah, might be some pheromone. Or you're just so cute that yeah. everyone is like, yeah, you're right, we shouldn't fight. <laughs> <laughs> it says reduce, yeah, it says raise or reduce rivalry your teammates have with each other, so I don't know. We'll wow. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. You're just so charming. You get yeah. make, you make yeah. us act like a team, or make I'm us eat each other the... even more. <laughs> so somehow that's my real Tamarinian superpower. You know, like a Captain Planet, mine is heart. Um... <laughs> Nice. Uh, my other my my moves that I picked are makes the dream work. Anytime I do a teamwork move with someone, you get an extra plus one just for including me. And I am picking another one. Olive branch. <laughs> As we speak. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been subtle not- like me, Marcus. <laughs> or you could have also just been like me and said, "I want to save this thing until it is dramatically appropriate." Yeah. And, and <laughs> just lie to us, <laughs> Dennis. Dennis, add some lightning right here. So, the next one... I still can't do it! And then, the rest of my powers, I'm gonna save for, for later. So we'll decide. We'll, Ooh, we'll yeah. reveal that later. Mysterious. Thank I you. I it all that. So, it just seems mysterious. Oh, it's on purpose <laughs> now. Not now. Always. <laughs> Even more drama. <laughs> oh my god, and if you thought half-siblings si- were messy, it's gonna get messier from their variables, but until then, we're gonna move on <laughs> to our final player character. Nick, tell me about Levi. So Levi D, or Hellhound, uh, is the child, not in a biological sense, but in a spiritual sense, the child of all of the seven deadly sins, uh, <laughs> and therefore uh, is the living uh, vessel of hell, the Antichrist, if you will, uh, put upon this earth for one purpose only, and that is to bring about the end of times, or, or, or to revel in Judgment Day. Um, so, so, so Levi is, is not so much a, a, a teen titan, um, but more of a, an ancient being uh, stuck in a teen's body. But, <laughs> but, but we'll see. Shenanigans will ensue. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Levi's powers, uh, you know, to put in a pure sense, uh, Levi is, is able to call upon the minor princes of hell, call upon the, invoke the spirit of the seven deadly sins, uh, and powers, uh, will ensue from their invocation, uh, much like Shazam, um, in my, in my mind, but, but a hellish version. Let's see, my, my super move is super destruction, because what else can you get from a, from a hell child? Anyway, then my playbook, The Paragon, um, my character is defined by a well-known and rigid set of ideals. 
Um, and those ideals are the ideals that align with hell, um, which is that free will is an illusion, sin and punishment are the natural order of things. So my moves, um, I've got make a stand, um, which is where I invoke my, uh, my moral code. Then um, my moves beyond that, I have uh, National Icon, um, which I think will be very fun. Uh, <laughs> you actually national icon. Of course! <laughs> uh, the National Icon move is your ideals are largely defined by your homeland. In this sense, hell itself. Um, so I get to call upon the resources of my nation during the aftermath phase of a battle. Um, so uh, I, I, I just want demons to show up sometimes after <laughs> we end a battle and they yeah, like yeah. help us out. Or we like they like you know or take a soul to hell, um, you know a convert <laughs> <laughs> into into the hellish army. What are what are you doing during your battles as a Teen Titan, <laughs> where they have to drag the souls immediately to hell? <laughs> convert or <laughs> die, <Comics>, bro? <laughs> convert or die. Um, <laughs> so th- there's that, um, and then uh, my other move I chose is War of Ideas. So it's whenever you get them, you may swap your rivalry modifier for a different modifier based on how much the enemy team's objective offends your cherished ideals. So I, I guess I'm just going to play the morality card here um, and then uh, see what happens based off of people's people's things. I think what I'm hoping to s- for this character is, uh, you know, is to really unlock the moral gray of of, of heroism and villainy. You know, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna hit some some poignant topics with my character over here. And and then my vulnerabilities, I'm, I'm weak to forms of magic, because all all demons are. Um, also, your classic things like holy water and crucifixes, um, in, in case that pops up. And then emotionally, um, I, I'm weak to to my feelings of loneliness and isolation, because I'm the only one of my kind. Uh, and I, I think we'll see some some complexity in terms of of, of what emotions come from. The Antichrist. <laughs> uh, so stick around. Oh, I forgot to say this, but um, my super move is super invulnerability. Uh, and my vulnerabilities are my hubris and uh, a, a thing called Radeon. Uh, all new gods are weak to it, apparently. Yeah, so I am as canon, well. So we're keeping it. Yep. <laughs> And then uh, rounding out the team, because it's Teen Titans, there's got to be five members. We have, like I said, it's going to get a lot messier. We have the firstborn of Starfire, uh, Leandra. Leandra is the child of Starfire and Roy Harper, a.k.a. Arsenal, a.k.a. Speedy, a.k.a. Red Arrow. Oof. Ooh. <laughs> she's she's got some feelings um about the people that will be put on her team in the future. She doesn't know that right now. She's already got bad feelings <laughs> as <laughs> we get into canon. A lot of you what you know of the DC universe is canon. There's a couple of fun things we've added in that are essentially our head canon that we'll be keeping in here. But recently, Roy Harper, as he always does, fucking dies. <laughs> and no. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, we'll get into the, the details of the death actually during the season, but afterwards the Titans come together, the original five, whether they're from the comic book or the TV show, you get to imagine which five it's the TV show. And <laughs> they get together, decide <laughs> that there needs to be a place for young heroes, fledgling, metahuman, 
unpowered or not to be able to go somewhere and foster their powers in a good space. So they start up the Roy Harper Memorial School for young, gifted, and talented heroes. And we get Titans Academy, where all of you will eventually be invited to. As we hit up episode one, we're going to learn more about your backstories first. uh, And make sure they're nice and juicy for when you guys come together as a team. Other things in canon that are super important, as I've been telling Sarah... Batman Bruce is kind of inactive right now because he finally got married at the ripe old age of 50 to Selena Kyle, and they're on their globe jetting honeymoon. Good for him. Good for <laughs> Good her. For them. <laughs> Good for both of them. They're finally happy. I have completed Tom King's original Batman run. <laughs> um, I did it. We, you don't we, we get to tell us that you. after a hundred. <laughs> Thank you. That's what he gets. That's what he gets for getting 50 issues in and then faking us out. And then we hate on him and then he quits the entire series. <laughs> Don't treat us like shit, Ben. Uh, we wanted to see it happen. Yes! You did it well. Just let Bruce be happy. The dress was so in so canon, pretty. Bruce is happy. Uh, so uh, the other Bat Boys have been taking over as Batman and Gotham. They've been uh, just taking turns doing that. And it's been going very well. Uh, I like to imagine the thugs in Gotham terrified because they don't really know which Batman they're going to get. <laughs> and they all have conflicting tales, which I think is more funny for the Batman mythos. Is it going to be the one with the guns uh, or the one who's going to make fun of us until we cry? Yeah, exactly. No, nah, I think it's going to be the short the really, one with a sword. The really short one, yeah. <laughs> it's the short one with a sword. The skinny teenager. <laughs> <laughs> It is a little bit more in the future as far as the timeline goes, so the Titans are pushing their later 30s, and everyone's kind of moved up there, just so all of us little babies uh, as player characters can actually not be like teen pregnancies, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Another big thing in the DC world right now is a social media app that has been taking storm called Grandma Dewey. Uh, It works as a place where you can vent your feelings, and it has been put all into secure servers, which has been very nice for superheroes who have to go through a lot of trauma, which the system focuses on. Uh, So there is a physical, in-canon, essentially, app you can go to where you can vent your feelings, and it gives you tools to help you out with that. We'll get into it more as the episodes go along, but essentially you'll be invited into Titans Academy, and you'll fight for the position to take on one of the really, uh, one of the more intense missions that the Titans Academy will give out to find out who the new head of the Hive Academy is. Mm-hmm. As uh, Brother Blood has passed on. Is it Jinx? Until then, we see a panel of us getting ready to play this game <gasps> with a little speech box that says to be continued variables. Excelsior! Excelsior! (laughs) Wrong cannon, guys! Wrong cannon! (laughs) Uh, We are Vengeance. You should go to bed. Good night, (laughs) Vengeance. And then there's something else I wanted to add. We did a bunch of talking after this episode zero and finalized some ideas for the timeline prior to the events of Teen Titans Academy. 
So here is the glorified, really important fact timeline about the parentage behind Leandra, Tandarus, and Kestrel. So 18 years ago, Starfire and Dick break up because he won't partake in the Tamaranian commitment ceremony. About four months later, Dick and Babs get married. Very spicy. 17 years ago, Starfire and Roy Harper get engaged and have Leandra. 16 years ago, Dick and Babs have Winter. 8 years ago, the Dark Side War begins. 7 years ago, Dick and Babs go on a break after the mysterious Red X returns into their lives. 6 years ago, Dick and Starfire go to Tamaran to fight Darkseid during the Darkseid War. They get in a little entanglement, and Tandarus gets put into a birthing tube, unbeknownst to both of them. 6 years ago, Tan is put into a rapid acceleration birthing unit and comes out 10 years old. He is then raised by Commander, or Blackfire. So those are the important events and birthing, just so that all makes sense to everyone, including you, the variable, but mostly for us. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.